everybody, and welcome back to the Facts and Feathers podcast, where we wonder where Gail Lewis is. Oh, man. Uh, if you listened to our uh, last episode that we made about 30 minutes ago, um, we were talking about going to Walmart, and we decided to go ahead and go before we made this episode. Yep, we took a little Walmart break. Clear our heads and get all the supplies we needed for the trip. We got the backdrop back on the wall. By the way, For now. This is our second time this recording is, this part. <laughs> this is uh take number two for the <laughs> for the second podcast because I said a I said a bad word. <laughs> 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 um, but I think we're just gonna jump right into this one. I wanna talk about I wanna talk about hunting dogs. Because yep. we both have dogs and I know that we both trained them ourselves. And I think our dogs are halfway competent, <laughs> I'd like to think. One of mine is. Yeah, well, you have two dogs, that's fair. Yeah, the other one, it's not even there. I He's, don't know. It's a, it's a big dog. Yeah, it's a big dog. <laughs> yeah, but... So did you pick your dog out? Yeah. Like, for, from a breeder? No, it wasn't a breeder. It was, so, my dog is actually, like, considered a mutt. Um, oh, okay. My black one. Um, because... I don't remember. Okay, the female... Her mom was registered. The male wasn't. I so, I mean, I think she's still pretty well full lab, but like yeah. he just wasn't papered. Um, and it was actually an accidental litter. The guy that had him went hunting with his buddy, and he brought the female, and he brought the male. Or his buddy brought the male, and they ran off. Oh, and really? they came back, and she was pregnant. So it was an accidental litter. Um, and uh, I saw it on, on Snapchat. Because, like, I just happened to have this guy on Snapchat. I had no idea who he was. Okay. I just happened to have him on Snapchat. And he was from um, Osceola. And uh, so he had pictures of the pups. And I just picked I picked out the biggest one okay. out of the group. That's what I was wanting to talk about. Yeah. Like, when you're going to pick out a puppy, what are you looking for? I, I, I picked out the biggest one. It was, like, the fattest, biggest one. Right. And, and I mean... I'm a female dog all the way. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I am at this point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. I just picked out the biggest female that there was and went with it. And it just turned out, you know, it worked. So Yeah, I mean, your dog's great. And she's not big at all. No. <laughs> I was I was hoping for like a big female, yeah. you know, but she's, she's like 60 pounds. Yeah, maybe. she's bigger than my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I have probably the smallest lab that you'll ever see. Yeah. She is a small dog, but... Man, she has a drive. And, yeah. you know, I was really scared that she wasn't going to after her accident when she was a puppy, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. I want to try and keep this one on a, on like a, I don't know, a list, necessarily a checklist. Yeah. And so, also, we don't have a lot of time. Right. We're going to try and run through this one. But, uh, so when you're picking out a dog, you said you just want, you would pick out the biggest one. Right? Yeah. You I know? mean, there's a lot of things to look for. Um, Right, and I I was kind of in the same boat as you. Is I didn't I didn't have a pig. I she had the breeder that I went to had one female left. So when I got there, she was I mean she was pretty much the runt of the litter. Yeah. She was so small, and she's still small. She's like a fifty five pound dog, which I say is small, but I mean I, there's a lot of fifty five pound labs yeah. out there. But so when you first bring your dog home or brought her home, what what, what were you trying to do from the beginning, like? Um, like when you first get them home, are you like you're trying to set a routine, right? I mean, at least yeah. I was trying to. Yeah, yeah. I, but what are you focusing on first, necessarily? Um, really, just playing with them, you know, giving them a, a lot of attention. Yeah. yeah, and uh, 
Like, I mean, obviously, you know, when you first bring them home, you're not worried about them retrieving or anything. No, like no, like, I didn't focus on. I, no. I mean, I wanted like, like I said, I mean, a duck dog's a tool, but also she's she's family to yep. me. Like that, that's pretty much my child yep. is, is at this point. So I wanted, I've been wanting a dog forever. Is when I got mine. Like yep. I, that's just another member of my family now. But, but yeah, I just played with her a lot. Um, you know, like like you said, keeping on a routine. Um, and then like just working with the small stuff, um, you know, like manners and stuff with them. Right. Did um, you did you crate train your dog? Yeah. Just being yeah, because I mean I did too, but I mean now both our dogs are outside dogs. Yeah. But which she stayed in a crate because I had to go to work and stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. I put her in the crate. Yeah. Throughout the that's day. how it was with me. Um. But yeah, just like working with you know the the small stuff, even though like they're little and they might be hard of learning at that at that age. Like anytime she went in her crate, I'd say kennel. Mm-hmm. Um, working with her on if she got a treat or something, you know, saying sit and just pushing her butt down on the ground, yeah. you know, and just like doing that stuff over and over and over every time you're with her, and like that's a really good way to get them started. That's what I had my dog like sitting on command within the first week she was home, and yep. she was only like eight weeks old. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mine was sitting pretty quick too. Yeah, um, I think those commands are really easy, and they need to be into. Yep. Like, you've got to start them like as soon as you get home. You got to start working on stuff like yep. that. Uh, another thing that I did was within like probably a couple weeks of having her, um, where she was big enough that she could get around pretty good. You know, um, I started working with her on placing. Place so, like, training is. Yeah, the best thing you can yeah. do for a dog. Yeah, I because mean, I, I can put her almost anywhere. Yeah, I've seen his dog run up a hay bale yeah. <laughs> to the command of place. Yeah, and what I did with that was, it kind of sounds like a little bit cruel, but I had had a collar on her and then her leash, and I'd walk with her, and I had like this little bench set up in the front yard. I'd walk with her and I'd say place, and I'd just grab that leash and just pick her up by yeah. the collar, you know, and throw her up on it. Oh yeah, that's how I started walking by pretty much. Um, but just pick her up by that leash on the collar, you know, and throw her up there. Mm-hmm. And it got to where she was still too small to jump up there by herself, but it got to where I'd say place and she'd put her front paws up there. And that's the time you have it, you know, yeah. um, and just do that every day, just working with her on that That's and what until she was big enough, she could jump up there on her own. Yeah. I had no idea about any dog training, like anything at all when I first got my dog, but I knew that I wanted her to eventually retrieve ducks for me yep. because, you know, that, that's what you want a dog to do. But uh, I actually, I watched just tons of YouTube about, you know, dog training stuff. And I, I made a place board for her, and I had her on that. And, I mean, that's translated to everything. Yep. Um, I, I think the first thing that I really bought for her was a package of tennis balls, though. And in the house, whenever she's a puppy, I'd just roll in tennis balls on the floor, you yeah. know, and play with her. And, you know, didn't even worry about if she brought it back to me or not, but just her running after it, you know, whenever I'd push it across the floor. Yeah. And eventually she got to where she'd grab it and she'd, you know, bring it back and I'd roll it again. And like just doing that for hours on the, you know, every day, like just right. over and over and over. And that, that teaches them a lot, but you also don't want to overdo it. Yeah. That's something That's that a lot of people do with a dog and even, even an older dog, you know, um, if you go out and play fetch with them, you want to end on a good note. So you want to, you don't want to overwork them to where you throw the bumper and then they don't bring it back and then you're like, okay, we're done. No. You want to do it to where they bring it back to you and you stop it before she gets tired yeah. or he gets tired. You and, know? you know, what I was reading a lot of is like never doing a lot of retrieves per session. Yeah. Like they, they talk about maybe even just three retrieves. That, like that's per mostly what I session. do. That's yeah. what I did. I kept it short. I kept it simple. And I had her placing. And then, you know, I, I 
I wouldn't even work on steadiness, you know, up until she got older. But yeah. My my dog though, she's so smart. Like it spoiled me. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. Because I think our dogs are both just yep. smart enough. She picks up on stuff like this year. I've just been working with her um, every time we go hunting down at the duck lake at the penthouse. I'll be farther and farther away from the truck on the way back, and I'll I'll heal her. She'll get on my heels, walk with me, and I'll say sit, and she'll sit down. And I do it like an extra like twenty yards every time away from the truck. And I'll tell her go load up, and she'll burn off running, you know, run to the truck. At, at this point, I'm like 150 yards from the truck. I'm telling her to load up, and she'll tear off running. She knows where the truck is. She'll go and jump in the truck, you know. Yeah. And then the same with, like, the walk-in. I've been kind of, like, going farther and farther on we'll be walking in there, and I'll tell her to go kennel, and she'll tear off running and go and find the blind, you know, and jump yeah. in the dog box. That's, cool. That's so cool. It just – she she knows where we're at. She knows what we're right. doing, you know, and she's just – she's smart. And that's and, just that drive. Like, yeah. you can't – that's what they, they always say is you can't teach drive. And – I got so scared with my dog because when she was a puppy, she got into an accident where she broke her leg and I had to take her and she got surgery done and they, they actually took out a piece of her bone that like, I don't even know what you would call it, the head of the femur or something where it like connects. So it's just all muscle holding her back left leg together. But I thought that she was done retrieving. I thought she was just going to be a house dog from then on. I was like, you know, uh, that kind of sucks because we had worked so hard to, to do these things and get her to the point that she was at. And then we have this accident that just sets us back. But I, I, I never gave up on her. And we did a lot of water therapy and stuff. And she just, that dog is addicted to water. I can't keep her out of the water. Ever since she was a puppy, she just wants to be in the water, which helps a lot. Right. I actually I watched a YouTube video of this uh this guy that has a dog that's a, a three legged duck dog that he started training you know it was pretty much the same deal gotten into an accident they actually had to amputate its back leg and it's still out there fetching ducks and I was like right that's just I think a lot of that is if you just don't give up on your dog you know your yep. dog's gonna she wants to do as bad as I do you yep. know like you were saying it's like when they know that we're hunting they want to hunt yeah. A lot of it's luck, too, on picking out your dog, um, having the drive in them, which I, I don't think you can put the drive in them. You no, know, you as, as a puppy, you can work with them, like I said, rolling the ball and stuff. And you there's can a, yeah, there's in, a lot of things you can mess up yeah. a dog with, like yeah. gunfire and all sorts of yeah. things. You have to, like, I mean, I did so much research before I actually started, yeah. like, the training process. Yeah. That's another thing with the gunfire. A thing you can do is um, whenever they're little puppies, in the morning, um, whenever you walk into the room that their kennel's in, first thing you do, walk in the room, just start clapping. Clap as loud as you can all the way. Just, you know, clap, say good dog, say good dog, you know, be loud, be really loud. Um, wake them up, you know, clapping really loud and stuff. And then, you know, while you feed them, you can clap and stuff really loud too. And that just gets them used to loud, unexpected noises, you know. Um, that's a really good thing to do for gunfire. And then with my dog, I also worked with, Starting her on gunfire, I worked with a uh, twenty two with blanks, short blanks. Yeah. And I didn't shoot anything, you know, like big gun around her until she was about ready to go duck hunting, you know, and then I moved up to shooting a bigger gun and she was completely fine with it. That's what yeah, pretty much mine. I mean, when I actually like introduced the whole gunfire thing, it was just twenty twos and I had like yeah, it was just her favorite toy that I was throwing around and yeah. I had grandpa stand off behind the barn yeah. shooting the twenty two. And then we would, like, we'd sight in our deer rifles and stuff while she was in her yep. pen. And I think a lot of that helped. She was just, like, she would just hear that stuff. And then once duck season, I mean, 
she's hardwired now where if she sees that gun or hears that gun go off, yeah. like you got to hold it. Like it was, I'm trying to work on that steadiness yeah. with her, but yeah, if she hears a gun, she's looking for something to fall. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's a learning curve. A um, big learning curve. I mean, training a dog is the hardest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much because she's still not what I want her to be, but for as much as I actually get to work with her and hunt with her, she's doing fine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, me and a buddy, we went hunting um, the other day, and uh, we were driving the four-wheeler in because it was wet, and we had the trailer on the back of the four-wheeler. And with that dog, you know, I've never I, – I did it last year a few times, and she was fine with it, which was kind of surprising. But, like, I can just throw her on that trailer with all the decoys and stuff, and she'll just find a place to lay down on that trailer and ride in, you know. And I told my buddy, I was like, that's something you can't train a dog to do. No. You know? That's personality that she's yeah. fine. Like, she's not scared to be on that trailer by herself, you know, bumping across the pasture or whatever, and which is being pulled by the floor, and I'm watching her, you know, right. in case she was to fall off or something. But um, – yeah, like that's there's a lot of things in a dog that you can't train, and it's all personality. Yeah, and that's just luck of the draw, you know. But I don't know. There's, yeah, I mean, it's just when you when you do go hunting with a dog, though, there's so much more to think about. Oh yeah, because I mean, there's a lot that can go wrong. Fast, yeah, you yeah. Know? I got buddies that guide up there at Habitat Flats, and I would I'd be terrified to take my dog yeah. out there with people that you don't know. Yeah, it it changes everything too. Just like for the aspect of how fun it is, you know, it's a lot of fun watching that dog work. Oh, when you get to see your dog work, it's, it's amazing. You know, she brings back with birds. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if like you're in thick stuff and you can't find the bird yourself and you tell yeah. her to look for it and she finds it like that's, that's awesome. Or yeah, that, yeah. When they sniff it out or still one of the coolest things ever was when I wasn't paying attention and you shot that yeah. mallard. She jumped off behind me going backwards. I was like, where's this dog going? Yeah. And then she came back with a big old green head in her mouth. And I was like, wow, you know, that's cool. Like she was, she was paying attention. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what kind of, I don't know, I guess we can talk about some gear that you use for your dog. What are, yeah. Um, is it sport dog? Yeah. I think. Sport dog. We both the, have sport dogs. Yeah. That's collars. the collars that I would use. Um, Electric collars, you know, and a yeah. lot, I mean, there's this, I know a lot of people say a lot of bad things about shot collars and yada yada yada, but yeah. I think they're it's, they're a necessity. It, yeah, you, I think you have to have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Which not I, forever, but I don't even really remember the last time I shocked my. Dog. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't in <laughs> forever. I I had to shock her one time as a puppy whenever I was training her, and from then on, she learned that that vibrating or that you know that tone. Yeah, tone I use the vibrate more than anything. Yep, you use one of those, and she snaps right in the place where she should be because. Yeah. All the time, she knows what she should be doing. Like, she is super smart. She knows what she should be doing, but she'll try to sneak away, you know, and, like, do something on her own. Yeah. You hit that tone or whatever, and she'll come right back and be doing what she's supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and yeah, I just, I couldn't imagine taking my dog out there without a collar on, at least. Because, I mean, in all the excitement when that, when yeah. there's stuff going on, that dog's going to get distracted. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to punish her. It's like I'm no. trying to get her attention. It's like yeah. focus up because, you know, something could go really wrong. Yeah. And it's it, it's a safety thing for the dog in my my point of view having that collar on her because, you know, like I'll be driving down the road. I have it on time she gets out of the pen till the time she gets back in. And whenever I'm not using a kennel and she's just in the bed of the truck, you know, where I'm driving down the road, she'll try to put her paws up on the side of the truck, you know, and it's like, well, yeah. that's not safe. So I'll just buzz her won't shock her just hit the sound or you know the vibrate and she knows she's not supposed to be up there she'll get back down the bed of the truck or she's only done it one time as a puppy and it's never done it again but 
and this was the time I shocked her because this is something I really never want her doing is I got stuck at the farm and she jumped out of the bed of the truck and took off running after a cow and which I was the first time she ever seen cows. Right. And so I shocked her pretty good that time and she came back on the truck and since then she's never went after a cow again, yeah. you know, but that was a thing like that cow could have hurt her, you know, oh, yeah. and bringing her right back and teaching her that that's a big no, no, you know, like yeah. that's, that's something that if that shot collar wasn't there, I'd have no control over. Right. It. Yeah. She could have just went and got hurt. That's yeah. my thing is, you know, like recall is a big, a yep. big deal. You have to have a recall. Yep. I mean, if your dog has no recall, then it has no business being out hunting. Yep. In my opinion, it's just way too dangerous. But yeah, um, sport dog is my collar I use, which I have two of them that run off the same remote. You can switch them back and forth for, if you're running both of the dogs, you yeah. know, which whenever I just have them both out the house, you know, that's what I do. I put both of them on, use one remote. Um, I don't remember what brand. Mo Marsh. Mo Marsh is her, her best. Um, and her dog blind, uh, which the dog blind was pretty expensive, but it was it was worth it. It's yeah. a good, it's a good dog blind. Um, I don't really know what else I have for. Yeah, like, I guess there's not really a whole lot of gear you need for no, a dog. I mean, I just I have an off brand kennel, like yeah. it's an old kennel that's junk, but I it works. Really, I have a really nice gunner yeah. kennel. I just I wanted to spend that money because yep. I knew that I would use that for the rest of my life. Is that I'll have that kennel forever. Yep. Which this is the first year I've ever really used a kennel with her. Yeah. Um, and I I won't unless I have decoys in the bed of the truck. You know, and the bed of the truck is full. Um, that's about the only time I really care to use a kennel, but she's so good in bed trained, you know, that she'll, she'll stay in the bed of a truck until yeah. I tell her to get I mean, out, my so. dog will too. It's just, you never know when you get in an accident. I just, I'd yeah. rather her be in a kennel than yeah. being thrown around in the bed of the truck. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's yeah. my opinion. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, because that's something you never know, you know? Yeah. There's, I yeah. mean, yeah. As many, as many times as I've wrecked myself, just. I'd hate to see yeah. what happened with the dogs in the bed. Yeah. 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 And if I don't have the kennel and I'm driving home from a hunt or driving to a hunt and it's dark out, she's usually in the cab of the truck with me. Right. Yeah. But I think we both feed sport dog. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that's what I found that my dog's coat's just yeah. like almost perfect. Yeah. And so is yours. And yeah. that, that food does great. Yeah. She's, which, I got so lucky with my dog because I have her on full feed all the time. And you cannot do that with a lot of labs. No. But she maintains herself, yep. like, nicely. And yep. I don't know why. I don't know how I got lucky. But, yep. she, yeah, I've got her on full feed because I'm, I'm traveling for work. So it's just hard for Grandpa to feed her every single day. But, yeah, she maintains herself, which is good. I feed mine once a day every day. Yeah. But. It'd be nice for him to be on full feed, but it, it's a scary thing because you yeah. don't know. I mean, like I said, I've had her on full feed for like almost two years now, and she yeah. maintains her weight. I'm sure my female would be fine, but I know my male, he would get. Oh, yeah. Get a huge. lot of those labs is just, if you get, if they have food in front of them, they're going to eat yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had, I just wanted to talk about dogs for a little bit. I yeah. mean, I know a lot of people out there. If you're thinking about getting a hunting dog or you already have one, it's just, just do your research is my opinion, you know, because yep. I started off and I had no idea what I was doing and now I've got a pretty productive dog. Yep. I, that's for sure something I'll probably always have throughout my life as a lab. I think I'll, I think oh, I'll yeah, always I love have my a lab. lab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to get a Boykin retriever though. I, feel I like for an inside dog. Yeah, I've seen those little Boykins like yeah. out there hunting and stuff, and it'd be so cool to have a little dog. Yeah. Which I had like I had a Chihuahua in high school. I mean, it was at my dad's house, and yeah. I love little dogs. Yeah, I do too. It'd be, it'd be something that you just bring on like early season, you know, when, yeah. it's, like, when it's warm. I mean, out, just some ducks and stuff. It, yeah, it'd, it'd be cool. Like no. just bring them a couple times a year or whatever, and then have you know a good inside dog. Yeah, yeah, them little Boykins are cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that once I got my own house, like if I was to get an inside dog, that's that's what I'd get would be a Boykin. Yeah. That or uh, my sister has two cocker cockerpoos, cockapoos, <laughs> I think. Cockapoos. Cockapoos. Yeah, they're a cocker spaniel and a poodle mix. Yeah. And one of them, she loves birds. Like, yeah, you she tell goes me crazy this. on birds. Like she she'd actually be like a good duck dog. I'd say <laughs> if you were to train her. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, she's cool. I. You know, I always thought that I wanted like a like a big dog, like a big lab. But now that I have my small lab, I don't. I don't think I would want yeah. a big one. <laughs> like a fifty-five pound dog is plenty, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. 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 But uh, I don't know. This was just kind of a throw together episode. Yeah, we're it trying was to just quick trying to catch up on the lack of podcasts here these last this last month, just because we've been so busy. But we're getting ready to. We are T minus. Here we go again. <laughs> quick math. We were five hours away from, yeah, from this I, trip. I haven't packed a single clothing item. Hope <laughs> is not packed at all. Or any of the food that we're bringing. Oh, um, man. So I need to do all that, and then I got a few other things I have to do tonight. Yeah, I need, I need to, to run down clothes. to the duck lake and fill the pump up again before we leave. Is it going to run all weekend? No, just overnight. Oh, it'll, it'll shut it off? Well, it'll shut it'll off itself shut off once itself, it runs yeah. out of gas. But yeah, I'd put another six gallon in it. It'll be done. If I had somebody here to run down there, I would, you know, run it all weekend. Well, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would if there wasn't like a yeah, that steep, sucks. steep bank. And That's it's what, wet. Yeah. It's wet, wet. I couldn't get back up the hill when you and me went. It's bad now. <laughs> I was like stuck. Yeah, it's bad now. Yeah. Because the hose acquired another little pinhole down there, so it just oh, sprays it just on sprays that bank for like 14 up, hours yeah. straight. Yeah. It's wet. Solid. But. We, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to go shoot some ducks this weekend. Yep. So. Gonna head south. Hopefully get some videos knocked out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I got a bunch of new equipment, so yep. filming equipment. We're pretty excited. We're gonna be mic'd up. Yep. I'm gonna have to watch my mouth. I already have, <laughs> I already have somewhat of a potty mouth. Oh, I already had to restart <laughs> Yeah, we already had to do this podcast over because of my potty mouth. But. Alrighty, I think we're gonna get out of here. Yeah, go right over, up. go over to the Facebook page. Yep. Comment on our posts. Yep. Talk about what you want to hear. Keep watching. Tell your friends. Yep. Appreciate you. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to the Facts and Failures podcast sponsored by Synth Thief. Yeah. We'll uh, see you on the next we'll one. See you guys on the next one.